My next guest is a former NFL MVP and a Cincinnati Bengals legend. I want to welcome on Mr. Kenny Anderson. Kenny, we got a big game on Sunday. You, you excited? Really? There's a big game coming up? Yeah. Wait, is, this, is this February and the Bengals are still playing? They're somehow that, that, still that, that, around. So all this wasn't a dream I had last night. It's true? No, it is, it's all it's all true. It's all real. Okay. It's, it, it's, okay. Is it surreal to you to see them back in it? Uh, this year, I think it is. Uh, you know, I knew, you know, just when they drafted Joe Burrow, uh, things were going to get better. And, of course, then the knee injury and, you know, Jamar Chase. And they had shown so many flashes early in the year. And, uh, you know, they had the, the big game in Baltimore. They blew out the Ravens when the Ravens were healthy. And then they lose the next week against the Jets, who hadn't won a game yet. Mike White. Mike White. Who the hell is Mike White? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, but I, I think they learned and they grew from those experiences. And, you know, I give Zach Taylor so much credit that he has established a culture there, that these guys believe in what they're doing. They believe in each other. They trust each other. Uh, they hold each other accountable. Hey, we have a, a work ethic around here. And if you don't want to uh, adhere to that work ethic, we don't need you. You know, so they kind of, you know, they make everybody get with the program. They've done a great job of bringing in high character people, people that have uh, been from winning programs um, that are used to, to these big games. And, and like I said, I think the only ones uh, that aren't surprised uh, by this are the guys in the locker room. You know, when Joe Burrow says, I'm, I'm tired of this underdog role, you know, a role, we're a good team. We got good players. We expect to win. Yeah, and that's incredible because they honestly remind me of they're the hottest team in football over the past like two months, and it really reminds me of the Bucks last year when they just kind of started coasting and then nobody could keep up. Yeah, so well, we'll see, and you know, a uh, little bit nervous about uh, that defensive line of yeah. the, the Rams coming up, and you know, especially on, on the interior. You know, I think any quarterback will tell you that the toughest pressure is one that's coming right up the middle. You kind of can't escape that. The outside rushers, if you can firm up the middle, you can step up and you can move around a little bit. But that that inside pressure is going to be tough. And but my God, they found a way the the last three weeks to to solve all the problems. And we'll see if they can't do it one more time. I think I saw that um, in the last seven games they've trailed in six. Um, I know in your Super Bowl in '82, you guys trailed a little bit early. So maybe these guys think they have a cushion. At what point do you think it's time to turn on the gas? Well, when it's when it's too far out of range, you can't score enough points. You know, I was a little nervous when it was 21-3 last week. You know, and then we got the touchdown before half. And I think Casey kind of botched up the end of the first half. And I go, okay, it's 11, you know, very doable. You know, a 21-3, you know, may have been a, a little bit hard to, to overcome, but my gosh, and they were down, you know, in, in, in Tennessee, and you know, you're on the road, and oh my gosh, and you know, they're down against the Raiders, but these guys, uh, there's no quit in them. And then they said, okay, we'll, we'll solve our problems and we'll come out and uh, we're going to lay enough points on the board to beat you. And then they have. It's incredible. Do you, do you, what do you think is going through Burroughs mind right now? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I think he's just getting ready. He's going to go out, you know, uh, practice here shortly. They, they're having meetings right now. You know, they're kind of installing a lot of the game plan. They did a little bit last week, but, you know, you don't want to kind of just make it redundant for everything. So you kind of, you go through a, as much as you can a, a normal week. 
you know, he's looking at, at film and, you know, you listen to him talk and he's like, are you nervous during the game? He says, no. He says, maybe anxious the day before. That's kind of when I'm going over all the scenarios in my mind and picture everything. And, but he says, once I get to the ballpark, you know, I'm, I'm fine. And, you know, he's been Joe cool all year long. And uh, so uh, I, I expect that again Sunday, but all the players have been that way. You know, uh, my gosh, you know, Jamar Chase said the big plays T Higgins, you know, when they, when they need, uh, a great pocket for the quarterback. The offensive line finds a way to do it. You know, the defense comes up a way to stop Patrick Mahomes. Here's a guy you can't stop in the first half. You hold him to three points the second half. You know, give the coaches a lot of credit for their schemes. I know you said before we, we started recording, you went to the pep rally a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. A huge number of fans there, but obviously that was in Cincinnati. Do you think a lot of fans are going to this game? Well, if they can get a second mortgage on their house, um, I saw the ticket. You know, prices have gone down. Apparently, it's like down to thirty-eight hundred, which is a great walk-in deal for one ticket. Well, yeah, but but even so, I mean, I think the face values. I, I got a couple tickets, you know, for my daughters, and I think the face value range from like eighteen hundred to thirty-four hundred, something like that. It's a crime. But but even even so, you know, here's a, a deal. Okay, I want to take my wife out. Well, maybe a kid out. Well, I'm talking 10 grand in tickets. Now I got to fly. Now I got to pay for a hotel room. They got to find a way to make this affordable for at least the fans of the team. You know, how about, okay, you know, the Bengals have to hold a lottery. They can't give every, everybody that wants a ticket, you know, let them buy a ticket. You know, so they've got, you know, X number of tickets. Well, why can't the league work it out that, okay, you know, Bengal uh, season ticket holder and, 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 Section 240, row 15, seats four and five. You get two sick tickets to the game. Well, you know what? You're paying $100 a game for your seats. You get those two tickets for $100. Yeah. They're making enough money. They, they can afford for a limited number of tickets. And now I understand for, you know, the, the, the teams don't control the tickets. They're issued by the, the National Football League. Yeah. They're making enough money that they can make this thing affordable for at least some of the fans of the teams to get to the game and at least especially when one of the teams is playing in a home game like i know it's only it hasn't happened much obviously have with tampa last year i know the rams fan base isn't the biggest since they left st louis but like i know rams fans i heard from somebody that apparently rams um season ticket holders were if they i think if they did some sort of plan they were able to buy their season ticket for the regular face value it wasn't these sky high prices yeah. so why can't Bengals fans do that yeah you know i i don't know but I know, you know, we're going in and it's, it's their home field, but they get as many tickets as we do. So there's not going to be, you know, 90,000, you know, LA fans and 5,000 Cincinnati. But that, that's all going to work out equal. And then, you know, then the league distributes the rest of the tickets. And I think every team in the league gets so many tickets, you know, for the Super Bowl that however that they want to use them. So, but I think the real advantage of it being a home game is the Rams are staying in their house this week. They're practicing in their facility this week. Unlike the Bengals who had to fly out there, they're in a tow. Well, we'll have our meetings in a hotel. Now let's get on a bus and let's go over to UCLA and we'll practice over there. And then we'll go back and we'll have our, our post meetings there. And, you know, it's just, it disrupts your schedule where at least the Rams until Saturday night are in their own homes. When, when you, when you were in the Super Bowl, it was a little bit colder than it is in LA this week, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, did I get to go to California? Um, maybe Arizona. How about oh, New Orleans would have been a fun one. Maybe Florida. No, 
How about Pontiac, Michigan? Um, but it, it was so much different in those days. There wasn't the, the media hoopla. You know, we're out in Pontiac and all the festivities were kind of going around in Detroit. So, you know, we didn't do any of that stuff. And I think, you know, we found a pizza joint, uh, you know, about a mile from our hotel that we could go and they had some picnic tables in there. We could sit around and have a couple of beers, you know, at night and, and nobody bothered them. You guys didn't go on like a tour of the Ford plant or anything or fun? Uh, we, we, we didn't do anything. Uh, the most exciting thing that happened, you know, I'm MVP of the National Football League. And we land and we go to the hotel and we're going through and you, you get, you know, I room with Dave Lapo, an offensive lineman, and we pick up our key to the room. You know, we go, go up in there and there's no bed. I'm going, lap, sweet, MVP. We're getting a sweet baby. And we check the doors on the side. They're all locked. And the only bed in the room was a double bed that you pulled down from out of the wall. And I said, Lap, I, I like you a lot, but you and I, you know, you weigh 300 pounds. You and I aren't sleeping in that bed together. We got to go down and get other accommodations. So they, they did find another room for us. You were MVP of the league and you couldn't even get a single? Uh, we, nobody had singles in those days. You know, everybody, everybody doubled up. And I kind of liked it that way, having somebody else in the room for me, rather than, you know, being there by myself and too many thoughts go through your mind. And so it was, you know, and, and Dave and I had roomed together for 10 years. So that was a good situation for me. If, if, it, if the matchup this year, it was almost close to being Niners Bengals again, had it happened a third time, would you been like, who's, who's writing this? Who's scripting this? This is, this is interesting. Well, you know, I almost wish it would have been that way because, you know, with our first playoff win against the Raiders, we broke the curse of Bo Jackson, which lasted for 31 years. You know, if we'd have played the 49ers, we could have broken the curse of Joe Montana, which has been around a long time. So I would like to have a chance we can get rid of both of them at one time. What have you learned about this team since the playoffs kind of started that maybe changed your perception of them since the regular season? I, I think, you know, just their maturity. <clears throat> you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but it's, it's the trust they have in each other, the belief they have in each other, uh, the belief they have in the coaching staff, you know, and, you know, they, they, like I said, you know, for a long time, the, uh, the saying was, well, why not us? And then that's kind of crossed out. No, it is us. You know, we're good enough to be there. And, uh, and they make no apologies for being there. They played the best football of anybody in the AFC to earn that right. And what is this? The first time they've had two number four seeds in the Super Bowl. So uh, a little history there. And, and the Rams are a good team. And, you know, there's a lot of storylines for this. You know, Matt Stafford, you know, was he the last? number one quarterback pick before they kind of went to that rookie wage scale. So he's the last so. one to make the, the big dollars there, but was kind of mired in Detroit uh, a little bit. So, you know, that's, that's a neat story. And, and like I say, it's uh, the thing that would be keeping me up at night would be Aaron Donald. <laughs> yeah. I think he's the, the biggest X factor because obviously the Bengals offensive line has been playing a lot better since what was that the wild card? But he, right. how, do you, how do you stop him? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think you have to have two guys on him, but then you got the stunts that go there. You've got good outside edge rushers. So I think one of the things the Bengals have had a lot of success with getting the ball out quickly is go on five out. You know, the three on one side, two on the other, that, that Joe can kind of get an idea of what's going on ahead of time and get the ball out of his hands quickly. So hopefully that uh, – I, I think we're going to see, you know, a fair amount of that in this game. Do you, do you think that – to be safe, they're going to want to, they don't want to have to rely on McPherson to win them the game again. Do you think that's in the back of their mind? Why not? Kid hasn't missed yet. You know, if it comes down, 
if it comes down to that, they're not afraid of that. You know, they're, gosh, what was it in, in Tennessee that they were afraid to try a long field goal with their kicker because the Bengals would get field position? Well, we don't have that fear. And his, I don't know what the hell his true range is, but it, it, it's out there somewhere. And the, the kid's got ice in his veins. And, but I think that comes from the, the confidence that everybody else has on the team. So, uh, no, I, I, if it came down to that, I wouldn't worry about it. He's 12 for 12, and he's perfect from extra points. It's been incredible. Um, yep. Do you think they're going to try to establish the run game more than they have in recent weeks? I know it's kind of sporadic throughout the year. Well, you know, you, you say that, and it would be nice to establish the run game, but, you know, they, they've been winning all, all year on the arm of Joe Burrow. So I think, you know, to a certain extent, the game's got to be in his hands. I think you'd like to be able to run it some. Um, when you do run it, you've got to be effective running. You know, you'd like to get, you know, average over four yards a carry, so you still got the threat of the run, and you're ahead of the chains and down in distance-wise. So I think, you know, they'll try to mix Joe Mixon on there, but I think, you know, when it does, it has to be effective. It's incredible. So when, when you when you were playing in, um, in 82, what was going through your mind after you guys had a big deficit to kind of spark you and kind of you get you guys back in the right direction? And kind of, we're kind of all kicking ourselves in the ass. You know, can we play any worse than this? Uh, what do we have? Uh, one, two, three, I think five turnovers the first half. We're, we're down 20 to nothing. You know, it's just, let's just go out and play. You know, do what we do and we'll be okay. And you know, we, we came up a little bit short on that and they can, you, you can go to the goal line stand where, where we didn't score. But, you know, like I said, the bottom line is you can't turn the football over five times in a big game and win. What do you, what do you think it'll mean to Cincinnati? Should they win a Super Bowl? Uh, would it be standing on Monday morning? I, I don't know the whole time. Just, you know, nothing malicious. I just think the noise just may crumble everything. Um, no, I, I think you know, I, I, we have such great fans in Cincinnati and they've been through a lot with this football team. And, you know, when I go back to the seventies and eighties, we were as good as any team in the national football league. And we just happen to have this jurgen out in our division called the Pittsburgh Steelers that may be the best defense and the best team of all time uh, with their dominance. But, you know, it, it would go there, you know, we've had world championships from the, the Cincinnati Reds. And, you know, I, I think it's about the Bengals turn to do this and, you know, it would, uh, I think, just a little bit of a vindication for the city. And, you know, we've taken so much, so many hits uh, in the last several years from the national media. You know, you listen to the Stephen A. Smith talk and what a joke the Bengals are, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and you know, just kind of shut everybody up. The Bengals are for real. Because I think, I think America's rooting for the Bengals. I would hope so. I mean, what a good start. I mean, I mean, we got Joe Cool at quarterback. I mean, you know, what's his wardrobe going to be going in the game on that little Nike chain that he's got? And then he's got the shades afterwards. And, you know, he's got a swagger to him without being cocky, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's, it's, it's incredible. Do you think they're expecting Stafford maybe to not be at 100 percent? Or do you think they're game planning like he, he hasn't been perfect in these playoffs? Do you think they're kind of saying, OK, he's might give give one or two away. We're going to need to take advantage. Well, you know, you would hope you could get one, but I mean, he's a good quarterback. You know, he's he's made the big plays in these playoffs when you've had to have them. You know, against Tampa, you know, the big throw to Cooper Cup and all. You know, so I mean, th this guy, you know, he's going to come out there with his best effort. You can't rely on anything like that. And you know, the only way that you, that you make things happen is you got to be the cause of it. You know, whether it's defensive pressure or a great play by a defensive back. 
Yeah, it's incredible. Do you think, uh, for, uh, what do you call it, first round next year, they're going offensive line? Can I give Joe some help? Well, I, uh, who knows? You know, I was kind of the big left tackle thing this year that Panay Sewell, but uh, they wouldn't be here without Jamar Chase. But, you know, it's a scary thing. Well, it's a pleasant thing for Cincinnati fans, but they're going to be better next year than they are this year. Yeah. You know, they've got uh, all their good young talent are locked up under rookie contracts. You know, guys that they've signed, you know, on defense, the, the Trey Hopkins, they've got them under multi-year you know, year deals. Uh, they've got cap space, so we can address the offensive line next year. Uh, so whether it's free agency or whether it's the draft, so I, yeah, I think we're going to be better next year than this year. You think, if, you think they'll finally get an indoor practice facility? That's been a big talking point. Well, you know, the Bengals get ripped for that. There's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that are not the Bengals' fault or the reason that they don't have an indoor facility. And I don't want to really expound on those now, but they, you know, Sometimes I wish the Bengals would just come out and kind of let people know what's going on. Uh, they don't do what they are good uh, corporate citizens of the city of, of Cincinnati. You know, they, they could go and move their facility out to the suburbs, have a nice practice facility, all that. They're one of the largest taxpayers in the city. You know, it would devastate the city's economy if they didn't, you know, have their corporate offices there. So there's, like I said, I think there's things behind the scenes that are reasons for uh, an indoor facility, not having an indoor facility. I know the Bengals want one. They could just like build like a Costco and not put anything inside of it and just put turf down and then you'd be good to go. That's perfect. Well, whatever, but I, I think it will get done. That's uh, how about, how about this? If Joe Burrow goes to the, the city and the county and say, Hey, listen, I'm not, you know, I ain't resigning with the Bengals unless we get an indoor facility. They have it under construction the next day. Yeah. It's incredible. So what what do you, what, what's your prediction for, for Sunday? What do you, what are you expecting them to kind of come out, sl- kind of start off slow like they have been, or are you expecting them to kind of hit the ground running from the get-go? I hope they hit the ground running. You know, I, I don't know if I can take these, uh, these comebacks, you know, in, in every playoff game, but I do know one thing. Uh, I, I think they'll play well. I hope we win. I expect that we'll win, but I, I know we'll, we'll show up and we'll, we'll give a good, good effort. And then with the kid McPherson, what, what do you, what do you think at him? This kid's got no, no fear and he's, he's electric. What a, you know, money Mac. I think the one he likes is shooter McPherson. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I don't know, but we're, you know, the, the, he looks like he's about 16, you know, his range, maybe 80 yards. I'm not really sure, but I mean, how can this kid go out? Ah, it's in Tennessee. And, and I think it's just the confidence that, that, that they have in him and, he has it himself. Yeah, it looks like we're going to the AFC Championship game. But, you know, you go back earlier in the year, uh, we got the Packers in town. He had three chances to win the game on kicks and missed all three. So he, he's not invincible, but I think so much is confidence. And, you know, we had such a great kicker uh, when I played, you know, Jimmy Breach. He's still the all-time leading scorer for the Bengals, but who never missed a kick in overtime. You know, which is a remarkable career to say, and I, and I think this McPherson's got a lot of Jimmy Breach in him. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And if 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 Donald's getting rolling early, I know Anthony Munoz will be there. Does he still have his pads and cleats? Could he step in if needed? Um, I'm sure he'd like to. Well, the other thing that got maybe more important is Max Montoya. He was a guard. He's going to be at the game as well. We may need him more than Anthony on the outside. It's, who's your who's your, one last question for you who's, who's your x factor who do you think is a guy if they get him going they can't be beat i don't know uh i, I think 
you know, they're going to try to take away, obviously, Jamar Chase and, and T. Higgins. You know, we got a veteran there, Tyler Boyd, that kind of is going under the radar. Uh, he may be the guy that comes in. And is this a little bit like Max McGee coming in when Boyd Dollar was hurt in the, the first Super Bowl? Or it was a Super Bowl one or two that he made the big plays, was MVP. And, and I heard he was out carousing the night before the game on that one, too, not thinking he was going to play. So, yeah, I think it, it may be somebody that we're not expecting. Yeah, no, well, I can't wait. I can't wait for the game. I can't believe we only have one game left. Like, I've already, I already missed football, and we still have the biggest game of the year to go. It's incredible. Well, yeah, but then we got free agency. We got the draft. We got a lot of things going this offseason. Yeah, that's right. Well, Washington, not as rosy, but hopefully everything gets resolved. <laughs> yeah, but I do appreciate the time, especially. I know you're real busy. I know you got a bunch of interviews today, but it doesn't mean a lot. I can't wait for the game Sunday, and I'm hoping you guys come out with a W. Where are you going to watch it at? I'm probably going to go home to watch. I'm in Maryland to watch because I was kind of watch with my family. And then I'll do that. We're pulling for you guys. LA, like the, the team was purchased. I'm not really a big McVay guy. I'm also kind of mad he left DC. They let him leave, the floor leave. They let everybody leave. Shanahan, um, kind of rooting for the Bengals because I just you like to see parody. You want to see somebody yep. new. Yep. So, no, well, thank you. We appreciate your rooting. And uh, what the heck? Let's go. Who day, baby? I'm telling you, I think everybody outside of like, LA County is rooting for the Bengals. So, we'll, we'll take we'll take all the help we can get. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it does mean a lot. Appreciate. Oh, and this, uh, before I let you go, um, do, is the uh, foundation? Do you guys have any events coming up or anything in the future? Um, yeah, we have actually right now. Uh, we're winding it down, but we have uh, a little thing that we went after the Bengals won the AFC Championship game. It's called 14K in 14 days. We're trying to raise 14,000 in 14 days. Um, so you can go um, on our website, KenAndersonLines.org, and the way you can donate is to buy a ticket, and we're, we're going to go ahead and draw for three items. Uh, one of them, you know, a- after all the playoff wins, uh, the Bengals have gone to different bars around town to give game balls. And one of them was at the 16 Lots Brewery, which makes Kenny's Day Drinking Lager, and they gave him a ball, but it said 2015 rather than 2022. And the Bengals saw the mistake on, on social media, and they gave him another one. So we're taking the mistake ball. And that's one of the things that truly is one that should be in Canton. Uh, we have uh, a, an old style helmet of mine that I used to wear with uh, the, the webbing in it. But it, it's a hel- an old style helmet with the webbing in it. You can't even buy these anymore. And I've got that sign with a bunch of stats on it. Um, and then we've got uh, a limited edition new riff, uh, new riff uh, distillery a bottle of bourbon that was made to commemorate me going into the ring of honor. How so, cool was uh, that? Buy, that was awesome. They finally, I found that in there. Yeah. You can buy one ticket for $14. You can buy a few more for $140. If you want to go big time, you can go 14. There's a 14 theme in here somewhere. I'm not sure what it is. No, I didn't. Kind of was because after the AFC championship game it was going to be 14 days till we played in the Super Bowl. So uh, things are rolling well, but fans can help us out that way. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'll plug everything in it, but I do appreciate the time. Can't wait for the game. And thanks again for uh, chatting. My pleasure. Appreciate it. Let's do it again after they win and I can gloat a little bit. Let's do it.